You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. Of course, this is the podcast that is devoted to the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired not only in the United States, but in all sorts of places around the world. We're here to encourage you, to inspire you, to motivate you to live a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And of course, we're going to start things off today by sharing with you a little bit about what's happened in this week's episode of The Biggest Loser. Well, Father Roderick, we are here in week three, at least talking about week three of The Biggest Loser. What did you think about Student Teacher Week? Oh, I thought it was uh, the best episode so far. And, uh, of course, we still have to watch episode four. But both you and I have been sick, actually, which which is why we are a little bit behind on the episodes. But I know that a lot of our listeners uh, are also behind because they don't watch this on their TiVo, but they have to wait until the episode pops up on Hulu or on the NBC website. So I hope you will forgive us to be a little bit, you know, still talking about episode three. Um, and perhaps you already know what's going to happen in episode four. Don't spoil it for us because we don't know yet. But I loved episode three. I thought it was riveting. I, when it started with this idea of, um, you know, one, we're having biggest loser couples and so one person of the couple is going to be a teacher and the other one is going to be a student so it means that the student doesn't get to train with bob and jillian instead the teacher uh of the of the couple will have to teach whatever bob and jillian teaches teach them they have to transmit that to the student i thought the idea was brilliant because that is basically what they're going to do for the rest of their life. They, they, not only are they working on their own health, but they are called to pass it on and to help other people to do the same. And so, um, and, and uh, an additional thing that I liked is that you can only really master something if you can show that you can teach it to other people. It's like, like learning a language. Um, the best way actually to learn a language is not by just sitting there passively as a student trying to learn it, but is by trying to teach other people that same language. That that will require from you to completely integrate it instead of just sitting back and let, let the teachers tell you. But it, it also means that you're constantly thinking, okay, so I really have to get this for myself so I can transmit it to the other. So in terms of you know the, the educational aspect of, of this idea, I, I thought it was great. However, I had some doubts on how it would be, you know, visually. Is is this going to be interesting TV? Is this, you know, we're going to see Bob and Jillian working out with these, uh, with these well teachers with with part of the team? But you know, is it going to be any interesting? Because of course, you know, <laughs> no one can really replace these professional teachers. And then the 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 other aspect of this idea was. Um, the students were going to be the ones that are going to weigh in. So that's what gives it, you know, uh, the, the, the tension. The more, the better the teacher teaches it to their pupils, to their students, the more effect it will have on, on the scale. So it, it gives it a real, um, uh, how do you say that, dramatic uh, um, reason for them to, to do their best. Exactly. But, but what? Go ahead. Finish up. 
Well, no, and uh, of course it, it turned out much better than I expected it to be. Uh, I, I thought it, it, this was a great episode, mostly because uh, one couple actually, and this had nothing to do with the, the student-teacher thing, but um, what, what it did allow was that since Bob and Jillian were only training with half of the contestants, they could get much closer to these contestants and that resulted in a in a confrontation a huge confrontation with uh the the green team or at least the daughter of the green team and and it opened up this can of worms uh emotionally psychologically uh which which became for me the reason that i wanted to see what happened towards the end and see if there would be a breakthrough absolutely um, going, so there, there were all kinds of things going on here. There was definitely the, the aspect of, of trainer, you know, being the teacher or the student. And then we're definitely going to have to talk about, um, is it, is it Magdalia? Is that her name? Yeah. Magdalia. Magdalia. I, I really love that story, but I wanted to say, I was also curious, how is this going to happen where literally the teacher's don't have to weigh in i i mean they, well i mean they ha- okay yeah. they're they're gonna yeah. weigh in but their their results don't necessarily matter towards elimination or anything of that nature right so i right. want i wondered how is it you know i mean obviously the trainers are they are are they going to push these people as hard um are they are the people who are the teachers are they going to work as hard i really enjoyed watching you know it's like bob and jillian coming in and and it's a it's good television for me to know that mm-hmm. when they come into the gym that day and they say, you know, where's everybody at? They don't know yet. Yeah. They, they had no <laughs> clue. It's like, so they're on the spot. They're like, okay, okay. Now that we know what's going on here, we're only going to be able to teach these people and we have to give them the information to teach the other people who are going to really decide whether or not they stay here. And I loved seeing, you know, them say, okay, well, let's just, they didn't immediately go into workout. They did no. some one-on-one sessions. It's like, listen, this these are the things that you're going to need to talk with your your dad about or your mom about or your brother about or whatever the case may be. It's like, the, I want you to put them on level five. And I also loved hearing, it's like, okay, so here are some other things. that you, We want you to make sure that he's eating every four hours and nothing in between. Yeah. And you got yeah, to hear- they, they got a lot of dietary advice, and uh, it was like a crash course, basically, in uh, how, how to turn these very unexperienced contestants into mini trainers themselves. Right. There, there was one couple or one team, I should say. Uh, it was it was daughter dad, and I, I'm still not close enough to the the contestants this year that I know yeah. their names yet. But the, mm-hmm. the daughter and the father, I love the one point in the episode where he's on the ladder and you can tell, you know, oh, yeah. he, he I mean, black. exactly the black team. Exactly. The dad's on the ladders and he you can tell he's giving it everything he has because he mm-hmm. doesn't want to let his daughter down. And so he's, yeah. he's really working at this. And, and the daughter sees that he's about to have it, but she's she knows that she can't let him give up. She gets on the ladder with him. I love yeah. that. Even though she already had done her uh, her last chance workout or whatever it was, yeah, she was exhausted, but she wanted to be there for her dead. And it was funny to see how how different these couples reacted. Some of them were extra motivated by the fact that they were trained not by Bob and Jillian, but by their mom or daughter or whatever. And other couples just completely dropped the ball, and 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 all the old mechanisms 
uh, the kind of the destructive behavior came back. And that's what happened to the white team. Um, remember, uh, the, the white team had the biggest contestant ever. It's this 500 plus contestant Michael uh, from Italian descent with his mom. And, and we, we, we'd seen this amazing story of his mom, you know, being afraid of water and then Jillian helping her to overcome that fear and to basically let go of everything that was holding her back. So an amazing redemption story already in the second episode of The Biggest Loser. And then we see Michael just completely reverting to his lazy kind of Italian, I'll just wing it and I'm going to make jokes and everybody's going to laugh and I don't have to work and I don't have to sweat. And, 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 it, and it just completely ruins it. And he thinks he's safe because he's the trainer. Mm-hmm. And so his, his mom is giving it... And she's already converted. I think that she has flipped the switch. She's on the ball. She's like, I got to do this. This is my one chance in life. And so she's super motivated. And you see Michael just step back and completely forget to work out himself uh, which of course is gonna is gonna work like a boomerang in the end but but it's it's interesting to see the 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 dynamic because a lot of these couples have become overweight together and it, it is the way that they interact and that they sometimes became facilitators for each other that they actually kind of uh helped each other in, 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 in the wrong sense, uh, living this unhealthy life. And this is the first time that they have to try to help each other to, to basically get healthy. And, and some couples react wonderfully and others completely, uh, completely ruin it. Right. Well, there was this, there was a, a temptation at the front of this episode, which I was very shocked to see the outcome of this t- temptation. And, and number one, I was a little even shocked to find out what the temptation was. And so basically they had a, a trough, mm-hmm. a trough. I, I'm, I'm thinking, how degrading can you possibly get a trough? Yeah. I mean, this is stuff, very, you, you very fit, symbolic. <laughs> it's like you fit pigs in a trough or with a trough. So and, anyway, they put in it. <laughs> and it's all filled with, uh, I guess they were M&Ms or yeah, a little chocolate M&Ms, yeah. five calories each. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm waiting, I'm Uh waiting for the first season where the temptation's there and every single person has at least seen enough episodes to know that nothing good can come out of giving into the temptation. (laughs) Is that ever going to happen, Father Roderick? Oh, it happened on, I think on the Australian Biggest Loser. Did it? uh, Good. Where they they came, I, 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 yeah, I think it was Australia. It was very impressive. They they all arrive on this beautiful island, and in a, you can, can imagine the lost island. Uh huh. But instead of living in tents, they live in this fantastic, super luxurious resort and everything. And then the first day that they arrive, they are invited to come to the backyard, and there's this huge table with the most amazing food that you've ever seen and these contestants have been on a boat for most of the day they haven't eaten for hours they didn't even have lunch so they are starving and then they arrive in the backyard and it's in this beautiful australian setting you know it's like springtime temperatures are great there's music in the background and you smell this and oh my gosh i was watching it on television and i was salivating i was like i'm ravenous i want to eat all that and and so the the there's of course a prize you know it's like uh well, well I don't know exactly this it's a challenge and then there is the, I think there are two contestants that sit down on their chairs 
and they want to eat. They're just like, ah, oh, I'll start my weight loss journey tomorrow. Come on, guys. I'm just, I deserve to eat. And all the others, one by one, step back. Yeah. And there's like, I'm not going to touch this. I'm not going to touch this. I'm not going to touch this. And then the two that are sitting there all alone at the table, they're like, um, wait, um, perhaps not a very good idea to eat now. Actually, you know, they're right. And they all step back. And that is great. And then you've got the whole crew, you know, the trainers arrive and there's this huge celebration and everybody's like, we really didn't expect everyone to step back. And and I think the television makers themselves, they were like waiting for the to to film the, the all this, you know, this overeating and everything. And they could use all that all that material later on, you know, during the finale. Like this is what you were when you were binging on that huge table. And now you're thin and you know what to eat to do. And actually, the, it was the first day and they all were like that. We are not here to binge. And uh, so it can happen. That's good. It didn't happen on this episode. It didn't happen on this one. And I'm wondering if it's because of the way they did it. So so, so let's set this up here. They had these troughs, number one, which you, I think that that kind of turned some people off because you had to get – they had these little pads with a, a circle pad that had the biggest loser logo on it so that you could put – you could bend down on your knees <laughs> – Oh. <laughs> to, to, to is like so so that that's what they had there um although i found it funny that if i'm not mistaken and nobody that actually held an m&m in their hand i don't think they actually knelt down uh they mm-hmm. just stood on the pad and is like okay well that takes why i, I would have thought that i don't know maybe maybe it made sense not to have them get on their knees and eat out of a trough like an animal but uh Anyway, but the candies, I mean, anybody I think knows that when you eat candy and then you all of a sudden don't have a meal for a while, you're just going to feel ill. Um, Oh, yeah. But but, so basically what they had is the opportunity was that the person who eats the most M&Ms gets to choose the the role of who's going to be the teacher and who's going to be the student. So basically, who on my team is going to be responsible for dropping the highest percentage? Mm-hmm. So that and and people are like, you know, it's like okay, uh, well, the pink team st- steps up to the plate, and also Michael stand steps up to the plate or the yeah. tr- or the trough, and and the pink team says, you know what, I don't want anybody else here to choose for me who it is that that is going to be you know which one of us is going to be here we want to be in control of that Mm -hmm. and that's all they thought about what they didn't think about was the the relationships that they were going to damage by having to choose the other people yeah for the other people this guy's it's uh it it can really backfire if you uh hamper uh, these teams or or um, play it uh, in an ugly way, then you know that for the rest of the season, they're going to hunt you down. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you what, there was one person that literally looked like they were going to hunt somebody down. And <laughs> so this, this, this McDalia. Oh, yeah. So so basically what happened, the pink team got up to the plate. They She ate an M&M right at the very last minute, as did Mike. And then, uh, you know, then there was round two. They, they were the only two that made it to round two. And then um, round two, uh, the pink team ate another M&M. Mike chose to step out. And then all of a sudden, the immediate reality of, oh, my gosh, we've got a lot of people's fates in our hand. 
And they they immediately were remorseful and regretting the fact that they chose to eat that M&M yeah. or, the, or those 10 calories. Uh, so so they chose they, and, and the, they, I honestly believe that they chose things in the way that in their mind made the most sense and that would would make everybody happy with them. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, it could very well be that that there is a. It was not really about the food. It's always about the peer pressure or perception or how do, how do, how do people judge me or don't judge me. Uh huh. And and so she. But the thing is, is that they made the decision, and I, and I honestly believe they made the decision of what they thought would make the the green team happiest. But boy, did they get that wrong. Mm hmm. So this leads us to that place in the episode where somebody gets angry. And I think this leads to really the meat of this episode with Magdalia. Uh, Father Rudder, do you want to explain the the attitude that we saw with this particular contestant? Yeah. So Magdalia is, is, is there with her mom. They, they both form the green team. And you can tell that these two ladies are tough ladies. Uh, they're kind of they're talking Spanish amongst each other. They apparently don't really care that... <laughs> They're on an English uh, show. Um, but I don't know. There's something about Magdalia where you can see that she's locked up. She doesn't want to communicate. She does what she needs to do in training, and Jillian is training her. But she she kind of tries to play the tough lady, but she doesn't, she doesn't react really well. She's not putting her heart in it, and she's not giving it 100%, but just 70%. And, of course, Jillian... As like she's been doing this for for nine seasons now, so she's got immediately this idea that oh wait a second here is something bottled up here is something blocked in this person and I need to unblock it because this whole weight loss thing this all the, the, all this training it won't matter if you don't change internally and these people have not gotten to where they are for for no reason it's it's usually because there are a lot of psychological issues going on in their lives and so what Jillian's approach is always you know I train these people I push them to the edge physically so that their mental barriers go down and they start talking about what really brought them to where they are and for some reason with Magdalia it doesn't work and she kind of in, instead of opening up she locks down even more she becomes completely closed and and Jillian walks back and forth with uh, to Bob to try to discuss you know what do we do now I mean this girl is not talking she's not she's not you know opening up what, what should be my approach and then Bob is like well hmm so what did you try well I just tried to break her physically and then Bob is like well perhaps you you're too kind perhaps you should do the evil uh, angry Jillian which I kind of like hearing that from Bob let's <laughs> try you try to bring out your dark side and then Jillian is okay okay but I know what's going to happen she's going to walk out and Bob is like well you can give it a try I mean the other approach doesn't work and then you see her you know pounding even harder and and Jillian is and and that was pretty tough what she did she's like okay you've got a kid okay, do you want your kid to end up like this and uh, she's going to be exactly like her mom and she's like no 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 and and, and in the end it, it exactly happens like Jillian uh, had, had, had said um 
Medalia walks out. She's completely, she's crying, but even though she is crying, she does not want to communicate. And it, it seems like she completely misinterprets uh, Jillian's um, intentions. She doesn't see that Jillian actually tries to open her up and tries to help her. Instead, she's like, oh, this Jillian, horrible person. She says, I'm a bad mom. She says, I, I'm, 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 and, and she takes it as a very personal, um, well, she takes it personally, and 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 so she completely fails to understand the process. And and Jillian is, just, is basically on her knees, begging her, "Don't quit, don't quit," because she she wants to go home. She's right. like, "I'm I'm I'm going home. I forget about it. I don't want this anymore." Jillian is like, "Please open up. Trust me." And 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 this is the moment where you start to feel upset that you run away from your feelings, and that has been the pattern all along. During your life, you you binge and you eat because you don't dare to face what's really wrong. You don't want to face your emotions. And now that this emotion comes up, your first reaction is, I want to quit. I want to walk away from it. And so Jillian knows that this is now or never. If, if she does not break that behavior, um, she will probably not be salvageable because that's what she's been doing all along and then then she goes to um the, the Magdalia's mom and she's pleading her to don't please talk to your daughter and and whatever you do don't let her go because you know there there is we're we're right now at the core of of the change that needs to take place and so you know i was on the edge of my seat looking at that i was like wow this yeah. is so powerful and this is so um, so true, and I, I'm, I mean, in, in one way or another, we've all been in these situations where we, we are, you know, you're, you're faced with emotions, or you're faced with failure, or something that you can't do, or something that hurts, and everybody reacts like that in, in a way. It's like I don't want, I want, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to run away. I, 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 I don't want to face this. And, and instead of realizing and i guess that you got to go through that once in your life to actually realize that becoming vulnerable and and facing um your deepest fear or your deepest pain can only make you stronger and then sometimes it's necessary to face yourself in a mirror and to see the pain or to experience the pain to be able to get past it and it's something that is very scary. So I, I, you know, I totally understood what Jillian was doing. I was cheering her on. It's like, you go, girl. <laughs> this, she did exactly what she had to do. And at the same time, I just so felt for Magaliana. It's like, this girl must be in such pain. And yeah. who knows what's happened in her life? Who knows what has brought her to that state where she feels that there, her only line of defense is to completely build this huge wall and nobody gets in. But unfortunately, she can't get out of her castle either. Right. And and I this is the first episode of all these episodes that I literally went back. I, I probably rewound this part, oh, 15, 20 times because wow. I transcribed what I thought was most important in, in this episode. And, okay. and one of the things that Jillian, you know, she, there's the conversation, you know, fat grandmother, frat, fat daughter, fat granddaughter. And it's like, mm. no, that's not it. And it's, it's like, you know, how, you know, does your, you know, does your, doesn't your, is your daughter cry? Does she cry? No, my daughter never cries because she, you know, crying is, is, is a sign of weakness and all this other stuff. She says, um, she, um, 
McDowell says, you don't need to cry. She doesn't need to cry. And she says, you don't? Really? Jillian says. She goes, yeah, really. And then Jillian says, why do you think God has built that emotion into you? For fun? Yeah. And Medallia says this, and it really, I mean, this hit me in the gut when she said it. She goes, to, she, said, she says that God built this emotion for, to make people weak. Wow. And, and Jillian says to make you weak. And she, and she said that in a disgusted tone. She goes, no, no. And, and then here's what I wrote down. And, and this is straight from Jillian. And if anybody yeah. is not impressed with Jillian for whatever reason, this impresses yeah. me beyond all things. She says it is yeah. strength to show vulnerability. Yeah. Only strong people can accept that they, when they are hurt, hurting, your emotions exist for a reason. You are acting like a fool. Your tears are a sign of strength. Your feelings tell you when your life is out of balance. They are a compass for you. That, that is a, one of the most amazing things that I've ever heard on The Biggest Loser. It was that I, I literally I had to go right. I had to go back because I had to share it here. Your strength. And, and and I look back, Father Roderick, of all the things I've ever done in podcasting over the last four years. My yeah. life has changed so much, not just in the area of physical health and everything like that, which it has. But uh-huh. in so many areas of my life. And I and, and I look at the things that I've done over the course of the last four years. And and, and sometimes I think to myself, why is it the tens of thousands of people subscribe to this content that I produce? What yeah. What is it? Why do people care about this guy in Hebron, Kentucky, what he mm. has to say about anything? I'm not special. Mm. And what people have told me over and over and over again, is, it's like, Cliff, I listen to you and you're so transparent. You're so authentic. You're, you make yourself vulnerable. And I look, there have been times that I've recorded episodes of podcasts where I literally just broke down in tears and I'm crying as I'm recording, not to show off, but because I'm broken and I want to share. And I know that these people, I know that I'm not alone. Yeah. And people, and and I think that that very often in our society, we get this idea that we, you know, you got to be strong. You cannot cry. You got to push through it. Whereas, whereas here it shows that, you know, if you, if you go through tough times, that is okay because it, it can be uh, the mo- that can be the game changer. The moment that you allow yourself to cry and to be confronted with whatever pain you carry around with you or hurt from the past. And I remember you talking about, you know, your family situation with your dad and everything. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing that, that you share that because you show that you know you have your flaws uh, and 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 things some things really hurt even though you're an adult and you're grown up and and then listening to you talk about that i feel myself also free to kind of acknowledge that that me too in my life i have i've got i've had um moments where people hurt me terribly and it still hurts until today and it doesn't mean that that makes me weak or anything but what would make me weak is that I would completely ignore that and say, well, pff, well, that happened in the past and, you know, I just live my life the way I want to live it. And, and instead, of, in, instead of just acknowledging that that too is part of who I am and it's something that, that I can work on and something that, um, that other people also have. And so uh, I'm, I'm working as a priest and, and the funny thing is 
people always have this idea that priests are um, uh, like they are above all that. They they are constantly living very close to God. I, mean, I sometimes have people walking up to me and saying, "You're so holy." And it's like, lady, if you only knew right. how totally messed up my life sometimes is and how much brokenness there is in my life. And that doesn't make me a bad priest. The, the, the thing that makes me a priest is the fact that I dedicated my life to God who, who can help me despite the fact that I'm so broken and who can do things even through me despite the fact that I am, that I am hurting sometimes and that I mess up or that other people messed up my life. And, and that, that, wow. And, and all that's, you know, resonated when I, when I, saw this episode and I was like, gosh, this is about so much more than a bunch of overweight people that, that tried to work out in the gym. That that's that's exactly what I thought. You know, it is and, and if if there's anything that, that stands out to me is the statement. It is strength to to share and to show your vulnerability. We're all human. We're all into this together. And you know what? Sure, society may shun people, especially men who might what's that? Cry. You know, that, yeah. that, that thing, you know, do, do men cry? Men never cry. No, men do cry. Real men do. And, yeah. and, and it may, and, and I'll be honest with you, it was, there have been times where I've shared some of that stuff and it's like, man, I feel, man, I feel like a weakling. People are going to think weird things of me. And you know what? I'm sure some people may have, but mm-hmm. I, but I know I felt, I felt strong in the fact yeah. that I was able to share that in spite of how it made me feel uncomfortable. And I, and, and the results of it were amazing. I mean, there have been times I've shared things in a podcast and I'm like, maybe I should go take that offline. There have been mm-hmm. times when I have taken something offline, but there were yeah. people who actually heard it before I took it offline. And they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, let me share with you. And they would write me an email and it'd be three or four pages long if I was to print yeah. it out. And it's them yeah. basically breaking down. And they said, man, I'm actually crying as, as I'm writing this to you. And they're sharing wow. and they're saying, will you pray for me? I, I, I'm going to go and see a counselor about this yeah and i'm like yeah so that's the biggest thing i wanted to pull out of this episode is that man i really felt for magnalia thinking that that showing emotions showing that you are hurt demonstrating that in any way even with a single tear that that's a that that's a sign of weakness and that's something to be avoided throughout your entire life wow that is that is dangerous um, the other thing I noticed here, especially when Jillian approached mom, mm. mom actually said something that really concerned me. Um, mm. Mom said, she says, that's not the button you want to push this week. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and immediately I started, yeah, I mean, my mind went to, you know, is there something in her past that hasn't been brought up on the show, obviously, but is it something that if it does come up, I wonder if they're actually going to show it. I mean, is there, yeah. been, has there been some kind of physical abuse or, or that's something? Kind of, that's kind of the feeling that I had that, that there, there must be some, something really dramatic there um, for, for people to react like that. And it's probably not just the daughter, but the mom is probably also uh, hurting because of that, because she, she also has that very stern, like, you know, strong lady attitude. Uh, uh, although I think the mom, uh, finally understood what was happening yeah and and thank god really that she got to talk with her daughter and after all the emotion was a little bit you know ebbing away um the mom did a great job convincing her daughter that she should perhaps you know let it in and and 
and trust the process and open up and stay. And, and that's ultimately what she did. And you're, yeah. you're watching and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so glad that she didn't go home and that she didn't quit. Yes. And it gives me hope as well. It's like this, she symbolizes so many people and so many people would react like that. Uh, and the fact, and, and this is what, what, what Jillian was begging her is like, like, please, I'm begging you be brave. And by being brave, it didn't mean push your feelings away and don't cry and just work out. But be brave is like, let go of your tears. Cry now. Show me what's going Tell me what's going on in your life so I can help you. Absolutely. And, and, and both trainers showed tremendous heart. I, I love the fact that, that Jillian, when she noticed that it didn't work and that uh, uh, the Magdalia wanted to go home, she went to see Bob and she was like, now it's your turn. You know, they were doing the good cop, bad cop thing. And, and she was like, I trust you. You've got you've to keep her here, you know? And, and Bob goes there and has this, and he's got a totally different approach. He's, he's usually very affirmative. Um, how do you say that? Affirming her. Yes. And, you know, I understand where you are. I feel what you're feeling, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to help you. And then, and, and that worked. At that moment, that was what she needed to stay there and to gain back a little bit of confidence in the trainers. And then later on, and that's what I loved uh, here, was that in the past we've seen contestants that just broke up with Jillian. That just, you know, they were like, I'm done with Jillian. I'm going to train with Bob. Um, whereas now the mom even told her daughters, like, I know that you feel hurt because of what Jillian said, but I want to, you know, go talk with, with Jillian. And so it's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm eager to see the, the, the continuation of this. And then perhaps in the end, you know, at the finale, they might be wonderful friends because of this crisis and because of, of the fact that they, you know, they, they pull it through and they, they stood there and faced their fears. Yeah. And I, and I love that the mom actually said, you know what, you know, sharing some of your emotion may be a part of this learning experience. Yeah. And, and she, yeah. and, and the mom said, and I don't have, I didn't write the exact phrase. She, she goes, but maybe you need to make that a part of this journey. Yeah, 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 and we we're sitting there like, duh. Yeah, but, <laughs> but for them, it's apparently a completely new concept. Yeah, that this has to do also with your inner feelings instead of just working out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wait, I mean that that entire storyline made this episode worthwhile for me. Now there was a there. By the way, there was a challenge in this one, uh, and it's all about unraveling your problems. Do you want to explain what the challenge was? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Visually, it's one of the f the funniest uh, things that I've ever seen. Um, they had to um, they are they're brought to a playground, a children's playground, with all these you know devices and you know whatever swing sets and what whatnot. And then they they get this uh, this huge ribbon. This I don't know, it's like miles long, and they are told that they have to try to you know go inside that that children's playground and and put the the ribbon everywhere and then another contestant will have to untangle it right. and of course right. the contestant that wins gets immunity or something like that and then you know they go in and super enthusiastic they sweat it's warm and they you know they try to make it as hard as possible they put the 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 ribbon everywhere <laughs> and then they return 
only to hear that it's actually their teammate <laughs> that will have to untangle it. And I thought it was hilarious. Plus, they're getting blindfolded. Yeah, while they have to untangle it. So, 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 number one, they they made it appear that well, actually, they even said we have everybody's names in a basket here. And uh-huh. so, so you know, the goal here is to, you know, whoever gets this unraveled the fastest and their assumption and actually rightfully so, because they were completely misled was that, that, you know, somebody else, you want to make yours difficult because somebody else is going to have to undo yours. And, and, uh, so they all made it as difficult as possible, but, and they were not told that the person who would unravel was going to be blindfolded. But yeah. man, did they do a twist on them? And and you know what? This, if I was ever on The Biggest Loser, I wonder. You know, I I think if I was ever on, and, and thank goodness, I don't think I'll ever qualify anymore. Although <laughs> I'm not too happy about the fact that I once would have been able to qualify. <laughs> but but anyway, if I was ever to go to the ranch, I I would love to try this strategy. I would love to be the one who would never do anything to play the game. I, I wonder if that would be possible to make it to the end. I'm here to lose weight. I'm working my butt off. I'm taking every advantage of using Jillian and Bob, and I will never do anything that's going to do anything to to hurt mm-hmm. others to give me an advantage. And so yeah. I, w- I, I think with that strategy, I would have said, you know what? I may lose this challenge if somebody else gets my ribbon, but I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to wrap this thing in a circle and, and, yeah. and I'm going to make it as easy as possible. And if somebody else gets mine, you know what? The only thing that's going to do is it's going to help me in the eyes of that person. True, true. You know, and then all of a sudden it's just, it's like, boom, it's like, ah, it's a, oh, well, that worked out in my favor then. And, and, <laughs> and it, cause I, you know, Father Ryder, that, that is a principle that I live by that I, I wonder if could play if if played in a challenge like the biggest loser would work well we've i've seen contestants in in some series that did that and were you know good guys from the beginning to the start usually they don't win but they do end up very high they get you know in the uh, one of the last rounds or or they get even to the finale yeah uh, but yes i've seen contestants that were not playing the game that refused to play the game and and in by doing that, they were actually also uh, unwillingly playing the game because what it did was that everybody else loved them, and so they were never voted out. Even if they were ending up under the under the yellow line, they were like, "Oh no, we're going to protect you. We're going to choose the other one." <laughs> so right. And so, who won this? So it was the red team, I believe. Um, gosh, I don't remember. Uh, no, it, the gray team. Uh, it was the red, the gray the, team, um, which are the two Tongan yes, guys. Yes. And I think they it was very very tight. So uh, the red team just barely lost. So they didn't get immunity anymore. Yeah, it was, and and so the the great team got immunity, but they also got to choose something else. They got uh, yeah, to, they got to they switch. switch. Yeah. So one of the one of the teams during the weigh in, the teacher student team, um, they they could switch switch them around. So so if if you would have a teacher that was like, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, my weight is not going to count, so I'm going to sit back and relax, then they could actually completely turn that around. And so that must have been a shock for some of the contestants. Yes, and of course, we had already mentioned earlier that, that or you had mentioned that Mike had kind of been joking around, playing around a little bit, and that really <laughs> offended a lot of people that were there. And yes. and and the the tonguing guys said they had this power to, to switch it out, and they, they sent a message to Mike saying, hey... 
you know? And yeah. and I and, and and I wasn't shocked to see in the quote unquote breakout interviews that some of the other team members said that's it. I, I'm all for that. He he. Yeah. I, I was yeah. offended too when he was not. He was. We're not here to play around. Although, well, and it's it's really discouraging that that if you are giving it everything and you see a, a a guy who desperately needs it and needs it even more than you and just completely drop the ball and 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 um. You know, being childish because that was what he did. Um, it, it it also hampers the the overall motivation. He's not a team player at that moment. Now, for those who those who have been listening for you know as long as we've been doing this and had watched last season of The Biggest Loser, I found my Tracy. Ah, uh, I found, you think that I Mike found, is the Tracy? Nope, 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 nope. nope. I that, that's I'm moving as I'm segueing into the way in. Okay. Yeah, Tracy was, by the way, uh, one of the contestants that was portrayed as being very evil and manipulative. And and this when when this season started, we were like, well, we don't have a Tracy this time. We don't have an, the Wicked Witch of the whatever. Yes. <laughs> well, I will tell you, this year we do have a Tracy. And by oh, and, that, and by I the way, we, I want to I do I want to say for those who didn't watch last season, Tracy ended up not really being all that bad. It was a uh, lot of editing and stuff like that. But but mm-hmm. when I say that, I, I mean I found a I found some that you it's not i think it's wrong to say this but i think people understand the phrase the person you love to hate mm. you know it, it's the person that just like they just rub you the wrong way well yeah. M- melissa from the red team is that for me yeah so she, basically what happened is that her husband gets weighed in they know that you know the switcheroo is not going to happen with them or at least they speculate that it's not going to happen and so she uh she um she drinks a lot of water before she weighs in and she only loses a pound and she's like i don't know how that happened that is really oh so discouraging i'm standing here for the second time and i hardly lose weight and everybody including us though we're watching this like, yeah right come on you're playing the game be honest mm-hmm. and, and, and the trade oh man bob gets he just explodes he just well, I don't blame you for playing the game, but I blame you for thinking that we are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and then Jillian at one point is just like, why are we even fighting? Let's move on. Let's whatever. <laughs> exactly. And the drama was actually even way for those of you who don't watch the show. The drama of that moment was a whole lot more than what Father Roderick just shared. Uh, but I'll tell you what, without giving too much away, Father Roderick, we'll just stop that conversation there until next, sure. till we cover the ep- next episode because, um, you hadn't had a chance to see it online yet. And no. I started watching it until you told me that you weren't going to be able to. And I stopped 40, I, I've seen the first 40 minutes. And all I'm saying is I cannot wait to discuss next week because Ooh. it is intense the first 40 minutes. Oh. All right. So <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let, let's kind of wrap things up. What, what, how did the show end and, and, uh, what did we learn from this episode? What's the big overall thing? But, oh, it's, you know, the way in is usually the part where you're glad that you have a TiVo, which I don't have. I have to sit down and watch the thing on the NBC thing, including with all the, the commercials in between. But it's, it takes forever that way in. And well, so I'm not going to recap that. But anyway, um, uh, Mike is switched around with his mom um, as we ex- as suspected it would happen. And so he didn't do much. And so he loses, well, he loses 10 pounds, but on his overall weight, that is a tiny percentage. So he ends up below the yellow line and uh, the contestants have to choose between him and his mom. And like every Italian mama, 
la mama, the begs them, oh, please let my son, my son needs to be here. Whereas everybody in the house is like, well, he doesn't deserve it. So it creates a little bit of tension, you know, who's going to be home, uh, who's going to be sent home and some vote for, uh, for Mike and, you know, and, and then, uh, fortunately in the end it's, it's, uh, uh well, they respect the, the, the mom and she goes home and she loses a heap of weight by herself. And so Mike gets another chance and let's hope that he will get the message. I, I certainly hope so as well. And and I am excited that the mom did go back. She She's looking good. And the big thing is here, uh, the other thing they did show us at the end of this episode is she that, that fear of water that she had. They, yeah. ma- they made a huge point to show something that I, I felt was very emotional was she, she invited all of her family. She had hired a swimming instructor. Yeah. And she overcame her fear and she learned to swim and invited her family to come and see. And wow, yeah. that was awesome. That was beautiful. And it was so Italian. You've got this whole Italian family standing there cheering her on. And oh, I loved it. <laughs> this is a fun show, Father Roderick. And it's, you know, and I, what I love about The Biggest Loser is it's not only about losing weight. No, 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 no. And, uh, and- there, there's one thing that is also in this episode, um, and I'll just mention it, um, but, but which has nothing to do with uh, the, the physical training or anything. But they had the most wonderful recipe for chicken cacciatore. It's an Italian recipe for... Oh, we lost Father Roderick's audio. Oh, no, we lost his father. We've lost Father Roderick's audio. He was talking about chicken cacciatore, and I'll tell you what, we definitely want to hear what he says about. Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm back. <laughs> Wait, we got you back. Go, so tell us about this kitchen or uh, chicken cacciatore. Chicken cacciatore. So it was, uh, um, they, they were showing at one point, you know, how much calories, uh, how many calories are in the regular food that we eat. And then this, this cook gave uh, a wonderful recipe for chicken breast with tomato, mushrooms. It looked delicious. The recipe is up on, um, uh, on uh, the website of NBC. So go to the Biggest Loser website on NBC.com and you, you'll find, or just Google chicken cacciatore. That is what I'm going to prepare this weekend. And I love that they showed that you can fix eight servings of that dish for one serving of one of those extremely ridiculous dinners that so many people, including myself, used to eat a lot. And yeah. uh, that, that was a great to see that little bit there as well. And of course, we did learn, Father Roderick, that Ziploc bags will help you with your fresh organic fruit, keeping it fresh. <laughs> Uh, too much well, fun. They had, one, they had one commercial and I didn't see it coming. They were talking about, you know, icing your knees when they hurt after training. And I was like, what? Well, this is an interesting, informative thing. And then they show this. Well, you can get this special icing pack at Walmart's or whatever. At Walgreens, <laughs> like, yes. It had me. It was a commercial. I knew it. I yes. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie says to me, she goes, and this episode of Biggest Loser is brought to you by Walgreens. Yeah, exactly. Walgreens, yeah. <laughs> well, we well, we have one big announcement that we want to share. On February 12th, we have some special guests coming on to The Biggest Loser. You want to share? Well, you go ahead and share. All right. Well, then we have, uh, is it Sion and Felipe? Yes. Uh, and from, they are contestants from, I think, season seven, isn't it? Uh, y- let's see. This is season nine, then? Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's seven. Yeah, so uh, they were season the- seven. One of the best seasons in the history of The Biggest Loser. And they both got very, very far. Uh, they've, they've got, uh, they're from Tonga, just like the Grey team this year. 
and uh, and we're gonna have them on the show. This we, is so exciting to exactly. get people who really, you know, these are celebrities. So, uh, man, I can't wait to talk to to them. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. And we invite you to come and join us live if you want to ask your questions. Even uh, there'll be a chat room at gspn.tv slash live. And I, we confirmed it. Was it 11 a.m. Eastern time? I believe that uh, week. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So 11 a.m. Eastern time, February 12th at gspn.tv slash live. And you can uh, find all the information also on our website, biggestloserpodcast.com. And that's where you also can click on on a link to send us an email with, their, with your questions. Absolutely. And of course, uh, you can send an email to feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you on our fan page, which is there at biggestloserpodcast.com. And you can follow, follow Father Roderick on Twitter at twitter.com slash Father Roderick. Yep. And you can follow me on Twitter if you want to at twitter.com slash gspn. We look forward to coming back and sharing our thoughts on episode four, which I already know is going to be a very awesome episode as well. Cool. (laughs) Until next time, everybody. Be a loser.